<laughs> Welcome to Business Incubator, where we interview some of the top industry experts to provide you with the relevant strategies you can use right now to grow your business in life. I'm Kat Halushka, and today I have Kelly Sinclair. We're going to have a conversation about communicating during crisis. So Kelly Sinclair is a marketing and brand strategist who works with entrepreneurs to help them grow their businesses. After a decade of working in public relations for international companies and multi-million dollar brands, she has taken her big corporate experience and applies it to small businesses. Mm -hmm. She understands that every business is unique and requires a customized strategy in order to reach its goals. Welcome, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me, Kat. I'm actually super excited because communication is something that I know a lot of people well, really forget about because once we started self-isolating, it's like businesses all of a sudden forgot to talk to their lists, clients, prospects, following, and, and actually keep them up to date. But frankly, I know why, because I just didn't even know what to say. So, so what does one start from in, in the times when we're self-isolating, hiding, and, and trying to avoid conflict? <laughs> it's been so much of an evolution in just the first sort of two weeks of this getting really present around us here where we are in Alberta. And I think that, you know, I initially was starting with just keep on top of it, try and stay ahead of the conversation um, because you're part of it regardless of whether you decide to enter it or not. Mm -hmm. You are part of that conversation. So um, originally it was sharing with your clients and customers what your status is, what you're doing differently. And now that we're in a position where basically every business besides essential services has been closed, um, it's important to maintain those connections and continue to have and build your relationships with your clients and customers right now. Yeah, absolutely. And so what are some of the things to watch out for? Because I'm personally sometimes um, concerned that something I'm going to say will sound insensitive or offend someone because right now everybody's a little bit of a needles, right? <laughs> That's totally true. And one thing that I was thinking was like, it's not all about the pandemic, but it is all within the context of the pandemic now. So everything that you say has to be sort of just filtered a little bit through that lens because, for example, if people have done a lot of um, preemptive social media posts like creation, so if you schedule posts for like months in advance, they may not fall and land the same way on, the, on your um, audience as they would have if this wasn't happening. So I definitely encourage anybody who's done that to go back and um, and adjust them or at this point I wouldn't really be uh, programming social media posts more than a week in advance because things are changing so much so you just have to keep like a sensitive eye to it and and just think about personally how you would interpret that conversation so just think about it before you hit post <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I was recently watching uh, one of my mentors, Ryan Dice, uh, the founder of Digital Marker, have a conversation about um, how they had to change all of their email campaigns mm -hmm. because a lot of their campaigns would have subject lines like, uh, your business is about to crash and, and, and things like, uh, yeah. right now is the end of the times, right? And it had nothing to do with the pandemic because it, it, they rolled those emails way before the times, right? And so they had to really reevaluate their whole marketing campaign uh, on yeah. how they approach the scarcity technique, right? 
And so for me, I'm thinking, I'm surely people are sick and tired of listening about COVID and getting emails about COVID. Like every second subject line is about that. Uh, so I guess what's the balance between talking about it and not talking about it all the time? <laughs> right. Because even when you're not talking about it, you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I, I found it was so interesting to just see like the, the shift, like immediately we're now, we're already just saying with what's going on. Like we're saying phrases like that with everything that's going on or given the circumstances and people know what that means. You don't have to be like, remember that it's COVID-19 right now. And like, you don't have to say that because people already know. So it's kind of like um, when you are talking to people and they have kind of that inner circle, they, they know the language already. So you're kind of a step ahead and you don't have to address it directly, but you have to know that what you're saying will be within that context, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, with social media nowadays, um, uh, I find that that finding that balance of um, uh, finding an opportunity in what's happening and in the same time, not not being a, a dick about it. <laughs> there's there's a fragile balance because even I mean, I created a show out of the situation, a show to provide value. But even I find myself when I'm looking for hashtags that I can use. I'm, I'm a little nervous using the COVID hashtags because it's relevant, but it's not about it. Um, and so it's, it's a challenging time. It sure is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the hashtag, like, I mean, when it comes to hashtags anyway, you don't want to use something that's like so overused, like with a, anything that has over a million posts on it, just like, don't even bother because you're basically putting your social media post into the competition with all of those other posts. So making things that are more specific, um, I think it's still relevant to talk like for me, like to talk hashtag crisis communications and, and things like that right now, like, cause that's, that is a topic and, and something that I wanted to bring to this. It was interesting and I'm totally derailing your question, but um, <laughs> I, I have, actually done a lot of crisis communications work in my career and I, I really just realized that in the last couple of weeks I was like so my career started and I worked at BP during the Gulf of Mexico explosion and I was in charge of internal communications and sharing the message and the update with the people who worked within our organization talking about how the the response was being handled from the inside talking about the impact that that had. So um, really, I realized that I was good at um, creating messaging that was sensitive and, and brought the key messages to the forefront. So I guess kind of back to your original question about how do we talk about it, we make sure that the important things are the first thing that people read. So we're committed to your safety, we're committed to cleanliness, we are committed to ensuring like that you're kids are still able to access our programs for example i was i was working with a client who was um who has a karate dojo and obviously it's closed but he's like i want to get ahead of this so he went digital and is offering all of his programs online so it's really interesting to see the adaptation that a lot of businesses have had to shift and pivot right now into being able to continue to offer their services in a different format, in a different way, and continue to add value to their, to their people.
Absolutely. And, you know, as a consumer, those are some of the messages I'm looking at because I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of businesses still deliver food and coffee and, and some other services. So those are messages I'm looking out for when I'm, when I'm going on their website and, and I'm like, are they doing anything about it? Are they being careful? Because yes, I want that pizza, but <laughs> I also may want to make sure that I'm not going to get sick from it. So yeah. sure, like, yeah. like that is crucial. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious because surely you had experiences with, uh, with some of your clients uh, who are all of a sudden have to go online. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do they do for their clientele? I get it that they have initial clientele base, but they have to shift focus for all their whole messaging on how they offer those services. So what are, what are some of the things they're starting to do now? I think the first thing they're starting to do is looking at what they offer and, and some of them are like, and I get it. Like if you've been operating a certain way for a long time, you're kind of feeling like you're in that zone. And this, the whole thing was like, Oh my God, I'm dead. Like, like I can't, I, my clients are all gone. Like they, they, they have no money or whatever they're thinking. And then it's like, no, okay. How can I be creative? In this so you have that little like period of mourning or whatever the business that you used to have and now it's the business that you have for now and potentially even forever more uh, everything has changed and so they're looking at what are the services and products that I provide and how can I do that differently how can I create a way for people to interact with me more online purchase from me online and so many businesses don't have that set up yet so mm -hmm. I think it's really kicked people into gear in terms of having the systems in place. Um, I know that web developers are very busy right now. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that's something that uh, people should definitely keep in mind is, is there are professions who are more busy than ever, but then there are people who just don't have a job right now. They don't yeah. have work, they don't have business, and there might be not even a way for them to go online. Um, so be compassionate to each other, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one thing that I'm loving that I'm seeing is how much support is coming together within communities. Like there's a lot, uh, and I think that where I live, I live in Cochrane, um, there's a lot of connection within our community already in terms of people wanting to support and buy locally, but now it's even more so. It's like, how do I, I'm almost like, let me give away all my money to all of the local businesses because I feel like I want to. Um, but there's a lot of people who are making purchases out of like kind of a heart place of wanting to show support because they still financially can. So I guess it's not, not to assume that everybody is in the same financial situation. Um, because like you said, there's, there's still businesses that are operating as usual. There are companies that haven't laid everybody off. There are still people who have, um, you know, the desire and the expendable income to be supporting and, and purchasing from you. So don't assume that nobody can. So don't be afraid to continue to share your message and, and share how they can support you and even share how they can support you without paying money. There's so many ways to do that. There's, there's engaging with your social media content, like just ask them to leave you a review on Google or another platform like that. Um, ask for a testimonial, like, like take some time to, to do some of that back end work in your business. It's, it's kind of an opportunity for that right now. Yeah, so let's talk more about opportunities because uh, I find that I have a lot of conversations about all the changes and everything you have to 
pivot and shift and all of those things. But let's talk more about how can we leverage current situation, like when it comes to business, brand, uh, communication, social media, like all of those things. Because there's, I always look at it as no matter what happens in the world or in your life, there's always going to be two sides. There's going to be the shitty end of the stick. And unfortunately, that's just how it is. But there's always an opportunity on the other side. As yeah. long as you're smart enough to ask yourself good questions. So what are some of the opportunities that are coming up? Surely one of them is more people have eyeballs on their phones, on social media, checking the content and watching your courses. <laughs> oh, oh, so much. I, I think that people who are trying to um, avoid the negativity of the conversation mm -hmm. are trying to say, what can I do that would be productive, that would help um, me or or my my myself personally or my business or whatever it is to grow and come out through this on the other end in a better place so I think online courses listening to podcasts watching videos that are valuable like this um, and doing things like that so if people are doing that from a consumer perspective you have to think about how you can add into that content from your own business perspective. So how do you increase your content creation, um, add more value, maybe launch a course. Um, I just so happened to be already planning to launch a course and I had the, com the conversation in your head that you probably are all having is going, is this the right time, mm -hmm. right? Like, can I, do I feel badly about sort of selling in an environment like this? And, um, I, I did a little bit and I thought about how to adjust it a little bit to give it some more, make it feel better and more aligned for myself. Um, but I also said to myself, I'm not going to the grocery store right now and expecting my toilet paper for free. So yeah. this is my business and this is how I continue to operate. And, and I also think about it from a place of service and that what I'm doing and what I sell adds value to other people and it can really help them right now through this particular situation because people are especially going, and this is, I'll just sort of lead into this right now because people are going, what do I say on social media? Okay. So you're telling me I should be on social media more, be more active, creating content, you know, whether that's writing emails or, or doing videos or whatnot, but what am I supposed to talk about? And so all of that messaging is something that I really specialize in. And so I've actually got a free resource for your audience, Kat, to um, watch a special training that I've done called Three Secrets to Creating Engagement on Social Media that won't take all your time. <laughs> Thank you for that, because that's, I think, is a concern for many that once you go on social media and you try to engage your audience, it takes hours and hours and hours. And it doesn't have to. That's the truth. So make sure to go grab that uh, exclusive training down below. There's a link. You'll find it under resources and links. Um, and watch it. Right now is the time to start showing up for your clients, for your audience, for your followers, and for yourself. Uh, for those of you who are ready to take your business online, or I shouldn't say ready, for those of you who taking business online is a possibility, right now is the time. I find a lot of people all of a sudden have time, right? Yeah, I know. It's a thing hours, but they're right so now. busy doing their thing, and now the you know, whether it was, you know, if they were in some kind of uh, a direct client service, like the, that's getting completely shut down. You're not seeing clients right now. So how do you kind of fill your funnel for the future? 
Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for jumping on, sharing your genius and uh, giving my audience this beautiful resource. Very much appreciate you. I'm excited to continue working with you. Um, as I know, we're going to be starting our project soon on communication. So guys, follow Kelly. Make sure you grab that training and stay safe. Thanks, Kat.